Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Back, Justin Kinner with you here, 1410 ESPN Radio. So it's interesting. A little bit ago, get this tweet, and again, we know that March Madness is uh, not going to happen. The NCAA tournament canceled, men and women, as well as all you know, spring sports for the NCAA. And of course, we opened up talking about the potential of an extended, um, you know, eligibility, you know, ext- you know, extension for seniors for an extra year of eligibility for those whose seasons abruptly came to an end. That's how we opened the show. But the other conversation piece that I've had is people have asked my thoughts on, well, did the NCAA handle this correctly. What's funny is, is the NCAA was getting ripped for not canceling anything to start, and now they're getting ripped because, oh well, they jumped the gun. Like you, you can't play. I'm especially in this job, you can't please everyone. Well, damn, the NCAA is definitely in that spot. They definitely can't please everyone because a lot of people were complaining, saying, I can't believe that they're moving forward with this. I can't believe that they haven't said a word. You're watching what's going on in the NBA, yet the NCAA still let the conferences go out there. I know that the NCAA, there's not that one governing individual that overlooks all of the conferences. Uh, and that's something that, you know, I've heard Dick Vitale and others say that that's something that they wish that they would address moving forward. Uh, like a czar, basically, that would look over all of the, you know, you have, you know, the commissioners for each conference, but you kind of need that one person that all of the commissioners of the conferences report to as well. I mean, you have all these conferences that kind of work independently from one another, and I think that's why you also have issues with scheduling and stuff. I know people get very defensive about how teams schedule and everything, and uh, but I do believe that those are things that could be addressed if that ever happens, where they get one person that's in charge of all conferences. You still have your commissioners, but you have one person that all of those commissioners report to. It'll be interesting how that pans out. But anyways, um, with that being said, I have no issue with the t- tournaments being canceled. What I don't like, like, I actually think the OHSAA is handling this incorrectly. A lot of I'm in the minority on this. I, I saw on social media earlier that everyone is praising the OHSAA because they are indefinitely suspended, suspending the tournaments and are at least giving them a shot to play out. I think that that is hurting students and kids more. I think it's hurting teams more. It's, it's hurting the experience more. I think that by announcing that they are indefinitely suspended. All of the teams that are still alive in the tournament, you're giving them false hope as if something is going to still play out, and that's the problem I have with it. Um, I think it's going to be a lot easier, although painful, for a program like the Dayton Flyers and others who had their seasons just yanked out from underneath them. I think it's going to be easier for them to get over this in time. It's going to hurt, but I don't feel bad for the players who hurt right now because your season most likely was going to end in some kind of hurt anyway. The hurt of your season coming to an end, whether it was in the first weekend, second weekend, maybe you get to a Final Four, but your season is going to end in hurt unless you hoisted the National Championship trophy. So with that being said, I don't like that the OHSA has indefinitely suspended the season. So I like that the NCAA just came out and said, that's it, we're done. In fact, we're not even going to toy with this with spring sports. You're done, too. And I like it. I don't praise the NCAA much. I think that they are uh, very money um, 
hungry as every business should be. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that's something to penalize someone for. But I will penalize organizations who put the money before the human beings uh, that work beneath them. And technically, the student athletes don't work. But you see my point. Uh, but with that being said, I applaud the NCAA for t- pulling the plug. The only people that are upset that they pulled the plug, that's fandom. The people that are upset that the, that the plug was pulled, that's your fandom speaking. That's not like the normal part of your brain, right? Like, this is your fandom speaking. You're mad that the plug was pulled because your team can't play basketball now. Well, the plug was pulled for something bigger than sports. It's to protect as many people as possible. That's why I applaud it. The OHSAA, stop it. You're, you're prolonging the inevitable. Just announce that all the postseasons are done. Stop letting these high school boys and girls think that, well, maybe we will still get a chance to play. Maybe we will still have a chance to play in the state tournament. Just pull the plug on it and let it move on. It's going to be painful for them, but you got to learn tough lessons in life, and that you're going to learn them in high school. you got to start now. So I just stop prolonging the inevitable. Pull the plug on it as far as the OHSA is concerned. That's why I applaud what the NCAA did. So let's move on to this. Uh, I found this tweet interesting. Matt Norlander. I tweeted this out earlier. He's a senior writer for CBS Sports. And uh, he tweeted out a little bit ago that the NCAA Senior Vice President of Basketball, Dan Gavitt, tells CBS Sports that despite the fact that there will be no March Madness this year, that the NCAA has not yet completely killed the idea of building and releasing a 68-team 2020 NCAA tournament bracket. Now, you're probably thinking, well, what the hell's the point if there's not going to be a tournament? I think that there is a lot on the line with a bracket reveal. But what I want to know, and UD uh, and Flyer fans, I want to hear from you on this, 4579464, would it be too painful for you to look at a bracket reveal on Sunday? Would it be difficult if there is a selection show that does reveal a bracket and you get to see your name on that bracket? And then you get to look at the what could have been. There's already that thought in your head of what could have been. There's a lot of what-if scenarios playing out in your head. But if you had to see a bracket, the real bracket, what the bracket would have been had there been a tournament, I don't know about you, but it would hurt. I wouldn't want to see it, to be honest with you. I would not want to see what the bracket would look like. I think it would pain me to see that there was a shot that Duke and Dayton could have met up in the Final Four. I think it would pain me to see Dayton potentially have a rematch with Kansas in the national title game. I mean, it's exciting, yes, but it's only exciting if you know that there was a chance for it to play out. And there's no chance for it to play out, so I think it would hurt, to be honest with you. Four five seven nine four six four. I want to hear from you, Dayton fans. Again, if the bracket was released, the, bra- uh, the when I say the bracket, I mean the bracket that would have been the map for the NCAA tournament. What the Flyers' path to the Final Four would have been? Would that hurt? Four five seven nine four six four. Now I told you why I would not want to see it. I think it would pain me to see that man. UD had a great opportunity to match up with Duke in the Final Four. How cool would that have been? You know, you had all the Duke fans all year. By, by the way, at the beginning of the year, we're making fun of Dayton. Who's Dayton? Where's Dayton even from? Oh, man, Dayton, go away. They knew exactly who Dayton was because they started tweeting at him. They started making fun of the fans. I mean, it was starting to create a little rift between the two. I thought it was entertaining. I would have loved, it would have hurt me to see that Dayton and Duke could have met in the NCAA tournament. So that's why I'm like, you know, it would kind of hurt. It really would. But here's why I would have loved to see the bracket. I would love to have seen the bracket for this reason right here. 
the Dayton Flyers, we never thought. I mean, I remember about a month ago we had Joe Lenardi on, and I asked him, what are the chances of the Flyers becoming a one seed? He said that the ceiling is probably a three, two at the highest. All right, well, UD had been sitting on the two seed for the longest time, and we thought it was great that they were at a three seed at one point, and then they were a two seed, and then they finally were able to break that barrier. They were finally put as a one seed on a lot of the mock bracketology reports out there, and then we thought, well, this is it. There's a chance, because if UD would have won the A-10 tournament, they would have been a one seed. So here's why I'm interested in a bracket reveal on Monday, assuming that all of the regular season conference champions would have been given the auto bid for the NCAA tournament. UD would be a one seat. So although it would pain me to see that, man, what could have been UD versus Duke or UD versus Kansas in a rematch again, as much as that would pain me to see that maybe UD versus Ohio State at some point, those matches, those potential matchups, it would hurt because, man, that could have played out. We could have actually watched Ohio State versus UD in the tournament. We could have watched what it would have been like for little old Dayton to run into the Duke Blue Devils, right? Anthony Grant versus Mike Shashevsky? Are you kidding me? How badass would that be? Especially considering all the talking that the UD fans were, or that the Duke fans were doing all year, right? Maybe you run into Kansas in the title game, which, by the way, the mock bracket that they released a little bit ago, the simulator, it had Dayton beating Kansas in the national championship game. And I saw people tweeting it around saying, well, this at least should make some Flyer fans feel better. I'm like, that would make me feel worse. Because we knew that this team had the chance to do it. And they didn't get the chance to do it. So, to me, if they did do a bracket reveal on Sunday, I think it would hurt. I really do. 457-946 for Flyer fans. Would you like to see the legit bracket reveal on Sunday, or would it hurt too much? Or would you love the chance to maybe see the Flyers as a one seed? I mean, there are bragging rights there. Although you didn't get to play in the tournament moving forward, no one else did either. But you could always say, hey, we got that one seed in 2020. It's just unfortunate that we didn't get to play it out because of the, uh, the pandemic that it wiped out all sports. All right, let's go to the phones. I see Brad and Dayton, Comrade, AJ. We Let's start with Brad. Brad, you were the first stop, man. How are you? Uh, not too bad. How are you doing, man? Good. Uh, yeah, I think it would be cool to have the bragging rights to see Dayton in number one. That would be all right. And, uh, quite frankly, in your trade, you could use the content to talk about at this moment, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yes. But like I said, like if I was like in – man, I just think it would hurt for UD fans to see that. I mean, it would be great. I mean, you get to look at the path. Oh, man, they could have ran into – maybe they'd run into Iowa. And then all the talk about Obi versus Garza. How cool would that have been if that could have played out at some point? You know, like, I don't know. It would have been interesting nonetheless. It could still end up being the first number one seed in the program history, which would still – you still have that as a bragging right, though. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah. So there is a positive yeah. there to that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I said any, anything, any reason to have sports related on show like, on TV at this point, I guess, would be a good thing. <laughs> yeah, because by this point next week, I might be having you guys call in to give me your favorite cookie recipes or something. I mean, who knows where this is going, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're doing well. Stay healthy, man. Hey, take care. You too. 457-9464. AJ and Kettering, lead us off. How are you, man? Hey, what's up, Justin? How are you? Good. Um, so I, I would have to disagree with you, just like the previous caller. I think it would be pretty. Uh, I think it'd be a pretty cool thing. Uh, it would be cool. It wouldn't it would be hurt. Cool. I mean, you know, spe- speculating on potential matchups going throughout the tournament. I mean, those are, you know, there's so many upsets and stuff throughout the tournament anyway. So you could you look down the road and see potential matchups, but there's nothing to say that the, that those would ever happen. But I think, you know, the heartbreak, the disappointment is already there. Obviously, we have to deal with it, but. 
you know, I think it would be really, really cool to see as as the season started getting rolling in the circles that I, you know, run with my friends. We were all talking about, oh man, how cool would it be to see Dayton as a number one seed? So, exactly. all things considered, if that's the way that it ended, just the you know, number teams aren't just placed in the one seeds. They're usually had to do a lot of hard work to earn it, and to see someone outside of your traditional blue bloods, um, you know, from a mid-major conference to really earn a one seed. Um, I think that would be, you know, just something to kind of help deal with the pain and everyone's, and like I said, heartbreak and disappointment that everyone's dealing with. That'd be kind of a silver lining, be kind of a cool thing. Yeah, and you know, it reminds me of a little bit, like I know when like Ohio State lost to Clemson in the Fiesta Bowl, like transitioning to football real quick, like we could not wait to get to the college football playoff, but when the Buckeyes lost, it pained so many Buckeye fans that it ruined the national championship game. Like, you want to tune in and watch, but the whole time you're thinking, man, this should be the Buckeyes. Man, this should be the Buckeyes. You know, they should be panning over the Buckeyes on the sideline while the national anthem is playing. Man, the Ohio State should be receiving the kickoff. Man, they should be hoisting the trophy. Instead of enjoying it, you just start playing the what-if game in your head, and I feel like that's what would happen on Sunday if they do a bracket reveal. Uh, but you're right, though. There is something to be said. The one seed and looking at the other one seeds of where UD would be matched up with, that would be pretty special, too. So there's definitely pros and cons to both. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. So, you know, if it's something that the NCAA is tossing around, uh, the idea of doing it, if anything, it's just kind of a way to, you know, kind of put a little cap on the end of the uh, NCAA men's basketball season and women's basketball season, frankly, just because it ended so abruptly. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Hey, AJ, I appreciate the call, man. Great hearing from you. You uh, Stay safe and have a great weekend. Take care, you too. All right, four five seven nine four six four. Uh Steve in Huber Heights, you're up, man. How are you? Hey, not bad, Justin. How are you, buddy? Good. Great to hear from you. What you got for us? Good, good. I, I am a, I am against the reveal. I think it's just painful to everybody just to see it. You know, we, we've ended this thing. And I just told the uh, gentleman that just called to call in that it's been, I've been in pain being a UD fan. Uh, it's, it's been very painful that uh, they didn't get a play. They didn't play it out and finish it out. But when you mentioned just moments ago, whatever, 15 minutes ago on the radio, that they still won the conference championship at home. Beautiful thing. Cut the net. You know, all the vibe, the feel, they do have that to carry on. That actually made me feel a little bit better. At least they have that. Exactly. Their last game is a W. As a championship. And game day. Game day being there. I mean, it was just such a special day for that program. I mean, the Frerick Center was rocking. I mean, it was so strange just watching Jay Billis and, you know, Seth Greenberg and watching those guys and Reese Davis. I mean, those guys just roaming the, you know, the the floor. They're over there hugging, uh, you know, Anthony Grant and Don Donaher. I mean, it was just so surreal. And then you end that night hoisting a trophy. You're cutting down the nets in front of your fans. It was so cool. If there was a second best way to end a season, that would be it. If you really think Absolutely, absolutely. It was just, it's that's totally it. That's the memory they have. They know they're champions. As a matter of fact, I met you up in Huber at the bus. Got a picture with you and uh, oh, okay. you and your partner, the big guy in blue. I'm wearing <laughs> the it big right guy now, in blue. Way. Absolutely. <laughs> Hope you got a beer koozie, man. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm staring right. I did. I've got one. <laughs> well, I said, "Where'd you get that?" I told her. It's it's a cool experience. <laughs> no, I will say this though. I mean, you. We met you, what, a little over a week ago, you know, in Huber Heights yep. when we did the uh, game day bus stop there. Did right. you ever think that that day that when we met you at the bus stop, that here we would be a week later and no NCAA tournament? Like, it's just right. so weird how quickly things changed. <sighs> and for fans to be able to have issues digesting that, I can't imagine what Coach Anthony Grant and the players are going through as well. So oh, I feel for him. I really brutal. do. I do feel for him. I mean, this is 
Um, most likely, every season ends in pain unless you're the last one standing in the NCAA tournament. But uh, this is That's just a fact. different kind of pain. They didn't even get a chance to lose in the tournament. So, and it, it, it was it would really hurt also the seniors if they allow the seniors to get one more year. That could be a beautiful, beautiful thing. It could, and like I said earlier, it's not that I'm against seeing the seniors come back, but when someone asks me if I think that the rules should be bent for seniors to come, my opinion is no, the rules should not change, but trust me, another year of Mike Sell and Landers would be an amazing thing for that program. So, it really yes, would. Yes, sir. Absolutely. All right, good show, man. Good talking to you, buddy. Steve, take care. Be safe. Have a great weekend. You too, man. Bye-bye. All right, let's go to Comrade. Comrade, great hearing from you, man. How are you? How are you doing, Justin? Good show. Good. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Being an old-time UD fan, I would like to see the brackets. I would frame them, put them on my wall, <laughs> and and know what could be. I waited a long time for UD to have a team like this. Especially, like, in, I, one thing I talked about earlier was if we were talking about a UD team that would be a 4 or 5, that would still be a special year. There's, not, there's nothing to scoff about being a 4 or 5 seed, but... I would love to see the bracket on Sunday because there's a chance that they can come out being a one seed, and that I mean a lot of people are gonna have to keep scratching their eyes to see. But is that real? Like that is so unique and so special. That would be why I would like to see the brackets come out on Sunday as well. Well, yeah, you're right about that. But you're still gonna have some saying, "Well, who did they play?" Well, on the bracket, the NCA must have thought they were a one seed. You can always go back on that. And as far as the seniors come back, I heard this morning that if they would come back. It would be a special waiver from the other scholarships. So it wouldn't go like against the scholarship total? No, no. You would have two seniors come back, and you would still have your your freshmen coming in. And the way, like, UD's classes are coming in, the freshmen that are coming in, you know, more than likely won't start. I mean, they'll get – and the way Grant plays players, they'll all get playing. They'll get time, yeah, Absolutely. That's what that's what, and you know it's gotta it's gotta hurt. I mean, it's gotta hurt those two guys because you know they this was special. The whole year was special, and after the, the turnovers that they set through and what they see, but you know it's you have to take into consideration, and nothing like this has ever happened. Nothing like this in any sport. No, it's that. Would, so, can you imagine this during football? I mean, it's bad now, but imagine during football season. I mean, that would just be devastating. I mean, it's devastating now. It just this is all devastating. Um, but I'm hoping we're not still talking about this come you know August well, heading into the fall. It bothers me about about the high school kids because you you know that is a high school memory you never can replace. You never can. I mean, if you just play on a big time floor or play in a game in the state, hey, you remember that. You remember that when you get as old as me, and that's hard. <laughs> but anyway, just good show, and we'll see what happens. I I just wish they would take a month back and maybe try to play the game, but who knows? Yeah, I think the who what knows? I heard earlier today that that would have been an option, but the one thing is, is because they don't. They're not guaranteed that in three weeks it'll be cleared up and they'd have to do this again, but they would have to rent out venues. They've already wasted money renting out these venues to be able to host these and then to try to secure another venue three or four weeks from now and then potentially not being able to keep those, the, the logistics of it. But I'm with you, just the hope of being able to see your team play. But, man, what do you like? let's say that they uh, are going to hold off and wait three weeks to make a decision. What do you do if you're the players? You just keep practicing hard and stuff, but then, like, you risk the, man, we just did all this three well, weeks of practice for nothing in case it doesn't work out. It would just be difficult. 
What you do is, they're going to summer anyway. What you do is, you take it back three weeks, you give them a week of practice time, then you start tournament. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're in shape by now. Two, if two weeks, if two weeks off of working out kills you, then my goodness, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. And, and all, of a sudden, all of a sudden, these guys aren't going to quit playing basketball. You know they're not. So, you know, something's got to be worked out. But if it don't, it's just the idea that knowing they were number one seed and they could have won that one at all satisfies me. But hey, Ortez, you, uh, you and the family, uh, you be careful, stay safe, and have a great weekend. Okay. Yeah, I'm, my wife's uh, on her way to Florida, so I'm by myself for a week. So, well, you you behave then. <laughs> I'm too old to do anything else, Justin. <laughs> All right, Take man. Take care, man. You too. Take Bye. care. All right, four five seven nine four six four. Now I need everyone to do me a favor. Me and Ortez just got along. All right, me and the comrade, we just had a normal, civil conversation. You can't let Schlemmer know. I do not need Schlemmer knowing that Ortez and I just got along for the five minutes we were on the phone. So that's our little secret here moving forward. All right, good stuff, everybody. Four five seven nine four six four. We're going to step away for a few moments, and when we come back, we'll get right back to your calls. But that's the big question out there with the NCAA coming out saying that they have not shut the door on a potential bracket reveal on Sunday. A lot of mixed reactions. Some are saying, no, it'll hurt too bad to see what the path to the Final Four could have been. The, the idea of UD and Kansas meeting in the title game, that would have just been a Flyer fan's dream a week ago. Now it could be a nightmare with the thought process of, well, what could have been? And the woulda, coulda, shoulda game is going to be played for years on out. And we did this game one time, the, the biggest what-ifs in sports. All right, The biggest what-ifs in sports. What if this would have happened? What if that would have happened? I think you could put this down here locally as the biggest what-if in Dayton history. We'll be back in a moment.